for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, let's get right to it. Let's talk about some of these movies we've seen. Robert, hit me up. What have you seen, my buddy? Oh, in February, I, uh, me and Jamie watched X, which has uh, Mia Goth and Kid Cudi, and the rest. <laughs> um, it's a, a group of young folks that go to a farm and basically uh, rent out their uh, kind of guest house to film a a pornography movie. Just, you know, this is the right month for that. I love, this sounds like a lovely time. Exactly. uh, Right in time for Valentine's Day. So thank you for choosing this and continue. If anyone's out on Valentine's Day when they're listening to this, which is today, Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure, make sure to find a, uh, uh, have a porno somewhere in there. Yeah, in add it. Plan. Yeah, add, be add two X's to that title while you're there. Or like in Taxi Driver, where uh, he takes a woman to the porno, a porno theater, and he's like, "What? I think I thought you'd like it." And it's like, that is a bold first date, well, my man. You don't, you never know. <laughs> you miss all the shots you don't take. So, if, One, yes, yeah. Who's to know? Right. Try and take her to a nice um, picture show, and she's like, "I want to go to a fucking porno." Oh, what people were hardcore fucking, and you're mad? Okay. Um, I want to be I, in the same I, movie theater that Fred Willard's jacking off right now. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. I really, I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a fun uh, kind of slasher horror movie. It's, it, it does some interesting things. Um, really not as graphic as you think a movie centered around filming a porno and, uh, you know, a sort of retro horror film would be. Um, but I really liked it. And then we watched the sequel, which is a prequel called Pearl. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. I thought Mia Goth gave uh, a pretty good performance, but it just wasn't as engaging to me as a prequel. Um, they filmed it at the same time, apparently as X. And I think this is like pre or sort of, early pandemic that it was all happening. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of like, Hey, let's make it all happen at the same time. There is a third film in this trilogy coming out called Maxine with three X's uh, that I'm excited for, even though I was a little underwhelmed by Pearl. Um, But I liked it. And I like the, uh, I think Ty West, I I hope I'm getting that right. I think Ty West is the director. That sounds right. Um, Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but um, yeah, just like, just like a, Again, it, it's. I think it's fine. I feel like so often today, it's you have to fucking love something so much or hate it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as good to me as its predecessor, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how they finish it off. Um, and then I'll make my third. You know what? I went to the SIF um, Cinema Downtown, which was formerly the Cinerama here in Seattle, mm-hmm. and I watched 
Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, extended edition in the theater. Wow. Loved it. Loved it. What a treat. Um, all three and a half hours or however long it is. Um, it was really incredible because I feel like since that, since the movie came out, I have, I had the special edition and I watched it, God, probably dozens of times. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen it so, so much. But um, it's really fun to watch with a, a group. It's fun to hear people reacting to the jokes. It's fear, it's fun to hear people still reacting to like the scares. Um, it, the IMAX sound in particular was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like when the Balrog is stomping towards them and like roars and it's like, I think the behind the scenes is like dragging a cement block across the ground. When he roars, it kind of sounds like this guttural crunchy thing uh it just comes through it's amazing mm -hmm. it, it really just kind of blows you away and um the ring race were not quite as loud as i think i've probably talked before like they were deafening when i saw it when i was younger same, when it first same. came out it was i was like oh i think i should i should tell the theater manager they should turn this down <laughs> but it was like it, it felt like how they feel like when they scream like they cover their ears because it's like oh my god mm -hmm. this is a horrible unworldly sound and otherworldly sound and um didn't disappoint it was really something happy to have seen it with a group i'm a little sad that i didn't get the tickets to the other entries extended but i don't don't think i could have made the time but um next time it comes around i i'll probably i'll probably strive to do two towers at least and maybe uh return of the king because it's just it was such a great experience yeah loved it how did yeah. uh how did now knowing exactly what happens when Sauron the beginnings of Mordor as told through the rings of power how did that color how did that color your enjoyment of the fellowship of the ring I thought some some just human dum dum made Mordor oh, that's weird. <laughs> on accident yeah. oops. oops I mean he he did it purposefully but didn't know it would make it that but it was oh man what a stinker of a I show I made Mordor oh no Oop, oops all mordor yeah i can't wait to to beal about it here on uh when the second season comes out mr gonna... t williger geech going to mordor <laughs> oh i gotta tell you about i just saw a bunch of deleted simpsons scenes today on a twitter thread i'm gonna uh -huh. have to send them to you okay incredible cool. stuff but uh, i defer those are my movies i've seen speaking of x uh excuse max me? what about you excuse me <laughs> Uh, let's see. I saw Jules. Have you guys heard of this? It's Ben Kingsley and Jane Curtin. Nah. Find an alien. Nah. They're, they're some, some older folks that, um, Wait, oh, Cocoon. <laughs> you meant, yeah, Ben Kingsley, you meant Brimley. Yeah. yeah. Will yeah. W. And Brimley. Funny and alien. Cocoon. Got it. <laughs> no. Um, so we had watched the trailer and decided not to watch the movie a long oh, time ago. Good decision. And then, and then, and then, and then I don't know why you're talking about, about it. that. Yeah. We, we forgot about that and then went back and watched it. <laughs> um, it's got an alien that kind of has the appeal of Mac and me, like no appeal whatsoever. Oh, I love him. Okay. So you love him. <laughs> so right. now Robert's going to yeah. see it after this. He's going to skip trivia yeah. and go right to the movie. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm actually, I'm, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> It's an odd one. I wouldn't say I recommend it. I also watched um, Oppenheimer. Which... Oh, first time? First time, yeah. Oh, my. I thought it was, I thought it was all right. I thought it was okay. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, not a not a big fan of Oppenheimer going in or coming out of the movie. The man? Um, oh, okay, the movie. 
I'm, yeah, the I'm, man, the, the man, the man. It's okay it. to yeah. be divisive on the man. I I love the movie, but yeah, I, and the the movie it. the movie itself, like I don't think it knows where to come down on the on that topic, <laughs> even after watching it. But one thing I will say is this is a Christopher Nolan movie. There was a scene out in the rain where everyone had to yell over the rain because it was coming down too hard and they could hardly hear each other. I could hear what they were saying. I feel like Christopher Nolan has turned a new leaf. And this is a new day. I I understood the words that everyone was saying. Wow, in this that's, entire movie. That's interesting to me because I feel like a lot of criticism is that he hates his own dialogue and makes it like purposely hard to hear over the soundtrack and sound effects. I I, I was fully expecting that to happen, and maybe it's because I watched it in the preferred uh, uh, venue in my on your phone. phone on my phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that it worked, but like, yeah, all the all the theater movies I've seen from him have been pretty trash in terms of hearing. Well, I mean, hearing all, what people it, are saying it is like to be fair, they also like did change Bane's like based on audience reaction. They did try to make him more audible, but yeah, that was a. It's crazy yeah. that that's the more audible version. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it, I've I've heard basically say he's saying it's a conscious decision that they're like, they're not really making it so you can hear it. Cause it's more realistic. If you can't, if it's, I don't know, utter bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I'm glad that I'm glad that he's, it seems like he's backtracking on that and you could actually hear what the folks are saying. So when Bane one. did show up in Oppenheimer, you could hear yeah, him this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Oppenheimer. I mean, <laughs> Hey, he was literally trying to bomb Gotham. So it makes sense that there would be a problem. <laughs> he's like, I've got I'm interested in your research. Yeah, I've got a project for you. It's like a. It'd be funny if, if like the League of Shadows approached him at the very end. I'm like, huh? What the fuck? <laughs> it's the deleted. It's the it's the end credit scene at the end of Oppenheimer. Is you build bombs? I've got a project for you. And then dun 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 dun. Oppenheimer will return. Him in the bottom of the pit, trying to like swing out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Don't have to check it out, but you can. Wow. God. (laughs) Permission granted from Matt. Don't have to check it out is But you can. But but you can. I I feel like there are a lot of points where, like, uh, they were inside of the head of Oppenheimer, right? And how he's, like, fully regretting what he's doing, despite the fact that, like, everything that he's doing and saying is not regret whatsoever. But he's just, like, really feeling it. So I don't know. It seemed like bullshit to me. It seemed like a lot of like trying to make. I mean, up I feel like it. in his mind, he's trying to stop the war, but then his colleagues and even mm, himself. Well, he's, listen, he's, but even his colleagues and himself recognize like what happens when someone builds a bigger bomb and blah blah. blah and he he realizes simultaneously that he's 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 kicking off something that will his, be not his, able to be put back in the box. Yeah, but even before that, his goalpost just continues to change. He's like, I can't. Because as a Jewish person, I can't allow Germany to do this. Then they beat Germany, and uh, and then he's like, "Well, yeah, but Japan hasn't surrendered yet. Let's, you know, let's do, let's still do it." And uh, like, it's just too many of those things where it's like, I'm ready to show off my work essentially, rather than like I really care about human being lives. But whatever, like <laughs> the movie itself is uh, uh, mostly well made you know it's a it's it's a competent piece of work i would say but the it's a you know it's a subject that you could go on and on about uh, i also watched aquaman and aquaman the lost kingdom wow uh, i really liked 
the first movie. I think you guys. I was gonna say, had you seen? It's so goofy. Yeah, yeah. I had seen. This is a rewatch of the first one. Yeah, I like the first one. Yeah, and I enjoyed it again the second time. The second one may be even better. Wow. Because it is even worse, and (laughs) you can you absolutely cannot take it seriously at any point during the movie, and I love it for that. And there is a crab man played by Gimli, and it's wow. it's great. Real crossover with your movies, Robert. <laughs> Peak your interest. Calling, they keep calling. Uh, and my claw. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's doing the same voice. It it sounds just like he. I expected it. And my claw. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend watching this one. But know what you're getting into, right? Know that. This is a superhero movie that you cannot take seriously, that you cannot like glean any kind of uh, moral or, you know, don't base your life on this movie. Just go watch it. It's fun and really stupid. Um, I also watched All the Money in the World. I'm just going to keep going. I don't have too many and I'll just kind of like wrap these up pretty quick. All the Money in the World. It's about a true based on a true story directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, originally starring Kevin Spacey originally going to be starring Kevin Spacey and they uh, completely replaced him with Christopher Plummer and um, yeah about rich oil tycoon whose uh, whose grandson is kidnapped for ransom and he refuses to pay it Um, and uh, I enjoyed it I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I, I thought I would and then I looked up like kind of the story behind it and i don't know how exactly how close it lines up but uh i know a couple of things were changed but it's still a pretty interesting story um pretty gruesome part in it so shield your eyes you'll know when it's coming when, when the chest hugger when the chest hugger pops out of christopher Plummer, that's when the that's the gruesome exactly. part exactly you, you look away you'll hear the screams so maybe plug your ears too and just stop watching at that point uh, I watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, which I thought was okay, but it's definitely no Fallout. I mean, I miss Fallout. I there like um, hard to top Fallout. I feel like yeah. mm-hmm. Ghost Pro is still maybe my favorite, possibly. Uh, yeah, for me, it's Fallout all the way. And the fact okay. that they didn't have uh, Henry Cavill in it and they didn't have anyone at all cocking their biceps means that, like, there's no... You can't reason. do that again. I think it's, like, that's a that's a Henry Cavill move forever that will be forever you entrenched have have, like, in history. Yeah. You have to do, like, all four, four arms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I missed it. It didn't... It That... There was nothing that uh, that matched up to the bathroom fight scene. I I agree. I I think like I, it's. Wow. I don't. I don't think it's a. I like the movie. I don't think it was as. I, I think like coming after Fallout, it is a little bit disappointing. But also, have you heard? It's no longer a part one. It's just Dead Reckoning. That's true. I did hear that. Part two will be so, called something else. It will be called. It's considered a second what? entry. What fucking hey man? <laughs> what that's good. I mean that isn't that what people normally want. But yeah, then, I want it to be called Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and then I want there to be no Part 2 ever. That's <laughs> Just move well, on I, and pretend okay, like Part 1 never that happened. That's what it was called in the theaters, but like now we know this is Dead Reckoning, and then it will be called, you know, like... So so now ghost people, reckoning. So now people who go in like who who really have no like they they 
they have no clue that they're going in to watch half a movie that isn't going to actually finish. Yeah. Like that I, is that is annoying because like I even like like my wife who knew it was a part one forgot like partway through. And so when the movie ends and it's a cliffhanger, she's like, what the, what, where's the resolution? It's like, it's coming in the next movie. She's like, I forgot. Uh, it's a fucking part. I, one. I will Just still argue one that fucking movie. I will, Just make I will a still, movie. But you it don't is have to do two every single time. It's not time. like the other movies don't sort of resolve and then say like, Hey, by the way, there's still like the syndicate and the blah, blah, blah happening. But that's not, in the background. This, like, no, that's not what this is. Yeah. It didn't resolve. It didn't, it didn't. There are, a there are threads of, tied up, but threads. there are cliffhangers going. And I don't think that's in, that's a completely egregious. This was personally. a part one and it should remain called a part one and there should be a part two. That's what I feel like. Yeah, if it's going to be two two parts of the same story, I do feel like it should be a part one, part two, and not like Dead what Reckoning about- and then AI Busters or whatever it's going to be called. Or- <laughs> what about um, Across the Spider-Verse? That was not a part one, but it's definitely a part one. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, you're, yeah, I think I, the name, I, I mean, I, I, honestly- I, but I also maintain like that's tying up like Gwen's storyline a lot. It, it, it focused on her quite a bit. She like sees her dad again and prevents something, speaking generally. And then it's going to tie up Miles and all of this multiverse stuff that they set up. So, my, I guess my argument is look, I need to defend this multi million dollar movie. Um, <laughs> it I won't, they won't really. Is, there are things that happen like that, you know, what's his face doesn't get, you know, the, the copy of the AI and all that kind of thing. But I'm not upset that it's going to be its own title, especially since it's going to address the stuff that happened in the, in the previous film. But I think it's going to be its own thing as well. I just think, I, it, I think I'm it's not... a, I think it's an annoying thing to have named it part one and then sure. retract that and pretend like sure. it's, you know, I, like, I agree. I think that's, an, has that's this happened before. Is this the first time they've said, a part two becomes just its own movie. No, it but I mean, like, like it feels kind of like it might be movies have gone through retitles after re-releases like live, die, repeat was edge of it, tomorrow. So it's like, or, uh, and X-Men darks, Phoenix instead of just dark Phoenix. Yeah. I feel like Endgame. maybe this wasn't ever an official title, but like, I feel like it, it had more of just like a part one when they were talking about it. And then it got called, you know, Endgame. Yeah. Uh oh yeah. Anyways, uh, Dead Reckoning, go watch Fallout. Uh, I also watched The Trouble with Harry, which is a uh Alfred Hitchcock movie. Very strange. Uh, they come across a dead body, and um, just kind of proceed to meet their neighbors and try and cover up <laughs> the fact that there's a dead body. It's very interesting though. Yeah, and it's weird to see people buying a full-on cup and saucer for 25 cents i fucking hate the world (laughs) and that's all that i've seen how about you andrew uh i watched the marvels just the other day and Mm. i enjoyed it i i mean like i is it it's not my favorite marvel movie it's i wouldn't put it in the top echelon of our marvel movies but like i had fun watching it I would have like I would have given it three stars just because of how much it lived like it rent free and like that certain you know type of person's mind for like a fucking year, um. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. The villain was really flimsy and weak, and I wish there was a little bit more motivation than just like I'm mad at you because I'm a Cree, um. You know, and I thought like it would have been such an interesting turn of events. You know, I spoilers for the Marvels, I guess. 
but like towards the end where they're like let's re- let's resolve this without conflict and she was like oh maybe that's a good idea psych i'm gonna be bad again she's like ah well okay we're gonna dip into some other spoilers but the other thing that annoyed me is like there's like multiple things that are happening to her planet that she's the bad guy is trying to resolve which is like oceans are gone mm-hmm. the air isn't breathable and our sun has like extinguished itself and i find it frustrating that the most powerful person in the marvel universe outside of uh apparently daenerys targaryen now um is like she didn't attempt to try to fix mm-hmm. it with her powers uh, and it's like if apparently all you had to do was like fly into the sun well, and you could have like brought the sun back. I think like part of that, is, and I'm not I'm not trying to defend this because I think it was a very weak plot point in it. Um, I think you could excuse that with she was still like dealing with the trauma dealt onto her by the Kree. So sure, I, I, I get it, I get it. Or like and like, what if you make it worse somehow? And yeah, you, and you like obliterate their sun and it blows up their planet or something. But it's kind of like you had the power all along to fix this. You just didn't. And I get that there's probably some nuance behind that, but it's sort of right. frustrating where it's like, how did it get this bad? Like your AI couldn't tell you what to do and you you re, you destroyed all of your natural resources and blame it on Captain Marvel. Right. Um, I, my other small critique, there's a, a planet they go to where there's everyone has to dance and sing. And I thought that was very fun and charming, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really understand them during the actual dancing scene, there was like, at least when I was watching it in the theater, I was like, Oh, I can't oh, really hear what they're saying, yeah, which is annoying. You don't watch it in theaters. I watched it at home. I could understand Fuck that. That's what no. I was just what saying. I was just going to say, I just, we would just watch it on Disney plus and it was like, it came through crystal clear. So that was, that's interesting. Subtitles or you just understood everything. Both. Just understand everything. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can understand all the concepts that they're throwing out there. Too, <laughs> that you seem to have trouble with. It, it beams into your brain. Yeah. Like, Oh, we, I get it. We have new. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's why she couldn't fly through the sun. Yeah, oh, we. Yeah, we have nuanced subtitles on too. They like kind of tell it was like us. A pop up video for you. Yeah. it's like oh, Captain Marvel it, it, just it, like pop 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 video it, like, takes care of nerd arguments like mine. Yeah. Um. Yes. See- no. I. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I didn't love it, but um. And but I, I am curious though. Do you think it would be confusing? Take yourself out of that. For someone who has not seen like the Disney Plus, show, yes, you don't know, totally. You don't know who Rambo uh, Rambo is. You don't know who is um who uh, uh Miss Marvel is. Like it's it's so it's totally much. totally totally. You have to yes. do a lot of Disney Plus homework to to enjoy it. But I think, I mean, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to. I think like they do a little bit. I think like especially with uh, Kamala Khan, like I think that they do enough with that character that you don't have to. But I think with Monica Rambeau, you probably have to have watched WandaVision. Yeah, but even even Miss Marvel, I think it's still kind of like it's like oh, there's this fangirl. Oh, she has powers. Oh, there's this whole family, and it's sort of I I was actively when I was watching it like would I would I know what the hell was going on if I hadn't watched that show? And I, it felt not, but. Maybe well, this, this was not a, a spotlight production or whatever. <laughs> so so they don't guarantee that. You yeah, don't yeah, watch yeah. It. I honestly think it would have been all right because you don't really need to know much about. Yeah, that's them. true. Like they they really like the basics of it. She has powers and she's a uh, Captain Marvel fangirl is very apparent yeah. within this movie. And then uh, like same with Monica Rambeau. She has uh, a history with um, like her mother and, and mm-hmm. Captain Marvel that is explained 
within the movie. So yeah. I really, I don't think there is. And uh, she explains how she got her powers and everything. It's kind of like a dismissed line. Like, oh yeah, I walked through a hex. Don't worry about it. But that's really all you need to know too. They, I mean, they said enough that if you're only watching this movie and you're not like one of those super, I need, you know, I need every little bit of info from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm not watching these other things. Then you get what you need for the movie. Sure. I just last thing the the power switching thing was so fun that whole the like especially like every time they did that sequence of events where like they're you about to use their power and they switch with somebody that shit fucking rocked it was so fun I thought they did that pulled it off so well it looked great I uh, enjoyed it I thought I was a little confused about like what counted as using mm-hmm. your powers sure because there was times where like their powers were active but they weren't like like blasting them and it was like. Okay, it, so what are we counting for? It, it was, I mean, it was, it was like to me. I, I was having a great time. So I like I know, it was, it was one of those like I'm willing to excuse it to like artistic sure. license and just like, even the power itself is a little, you know, whatever. It's like, like you're it, actively blocking something with your powers, but then like you use it to attack, and then then you switch and it's yeah. Like, okay, I guess that didn't count, but yeah, it is to me. I it made I, for it made for good geography in a fight scene, so I appreciated. That. Yeah, I. Yeah, it didn't bother me. So I don't. Um, I also watched Self Reliance, the Jake Johnson movie on Hulu. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Um, I liked it. I kind of thought they were teasing something with it, and I think I would have liked it more. And also, I from what I understand, uh, Jake Johnson's original idea for the movie before the studio kind of uh, told them that they didn't like it was kind of what I was thinking the movie was. So I wonder if I would have liked Jake Johnson's original vision for the movie more than I liked mm. that. I liked it fine. I I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it, but like, I thought it was fun. I, I want to watch it to know what you're... Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, don't want to like give away too much. I know, to, I know the basic plot, but I... Right. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. I like Jake Johnson a lot. He's, um, you know, he's a talented guy. And I think like this is his first directorial movie and so he did a good job and everybody's good in it so enjoyed it and then the last movie i watched um actually was the first movie of these in sequence that i watched but the last one i talk about is Saltburn. i watched Saltburn, and wow. um i did not enjoy it i it is uh, um disgusting maybe one of the most repulsive movies i've ever seen and I wonder if, because I I know it's getting a lot of like um, Gen Alpha and Gen Z love. Like I think a lot of people of those generations like it. That's shocking because these are the same generations that hate sex scenes in movies. Um, I wonder if it'll be one of those movies like a Donnie Darko or a Fight Club for us, where like as they get older, they kind of like it less and realize it doesn't have much substance behind it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's a. It's a movie that I think is intended to shock you into liking it. Like, I think because you see it and you're like, I've never seen anything like that before. Must be good kind of thing. And I just watching it, I was was like, I don't think that movie knows at all what it was trying to say. And I think there was just like a series of events they wanted to show on screen. And otherwise it had like literally almost nothing to say. But wow. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about some tv shows we've seen tv shows we've seen <laughs> we've seen 
was an X-Men. Whoa. Uh, Robert, Whoa, seen, any, seen any X-Men TV shows lately? Um, what TV hey, shows any, have you seen? Uh, X-Men TV shows? Um, seen any trailers recently? Okay, I, I don't know. Um, the only real show I've been keeping up with uh, currently is True Detective Night Country. And it's on its penultimate episode. I think as of this recording, the new one is either out or about to come out. Uh, not been loving it. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I feel like the the actual connection to True Detective is hurting it. I think if this had come out and been called Night Country and it was just about these two cops in an Alaskan town solving a mystery, it might have been received better. But mm-hmm. because it has the weight of True Detective on it, uh, not so hot. They also, minor spoiler, like reference that it's very connected to literally the first season, the best season of True Detective. And I feel like that's foolish to do if you're not going to step up and be as good. Um, That's next next on my list. I'm excited to watch it, even if everybody hates it. I hope I I hope you get something out of it. It really spins its wheels. Um, I I think the first episode is good. It sets up a good mystery. I feel like everything since then has really been spinning its wheels. There's occasionally an episode where they start to do some true detective work, as the title implies. And then uh, everything else has been really corny, including uh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. There's something that's corny where I'm like, this is like a corny thing that you did in movies back in the day. And I just don't like it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it more than I do. I hope it it nails the landing somehow. Uh, we will we will see soon. Max, what about you? Uh, I've only watched one thing. I've watched Monsieur Spade, which is uh, oh like right kind of a, a continuation of the story of Sam Spade mm-hmm. from the Thin Millennium Man? Falcon. Oh, from the Maltese Falcon uh, books, and um, it's played by Clive Owen, um, who's a, a little bit older in years. Uh, at least uh, he's playing a character who's older in years at this point than I expected him to be. Um, and it's interesting. It's not a, like, I don't know. I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it, but it's one of those ones where if I stopped halfway through, I don't know if I would have gone, you know, back to continue it later. I wouldn't have like needed to know how it ended or anything like that. Uh, I'm also watching it on Prime, and it is pretty obnoxious that it takes place in France. So he's moved from San Francisco to France at this point, and there is no option that I've been able to find to subtitle only what's not in English. So you're either you're like you're full on captions too. Mm-hmm. You're you're translating. I mean, I mean, you're, you're translating. You're seeing everything that they're saying written down in English. And you're getting and you're noises. hearing every time there's a bird chirping or any music that they feel is important to call out. And like, I'm glad that exists for the people who want to see it. And I wish there was more like more of Specific. an option to choose what you what you want to have subtitles for or captions for um, and doesn't have that. And I ran into the same issue with uh, Dead Reckoning but that might have just been where and how I was watching it. Uh, but I, I hope that's not done. I know that like I've read a lot of articles about 
bad sound mixing, which seems to be very popular now, where you just like have explosions that you can hear and then whisper dialogue that you have no chance of hearing unless you like, you know, have a remote control and are, are changing, you know, 30 decibels every single uh, second of the movie. And mm -hmm. I hate it. So every article I see on it, I read and I'm like, why is this happening? Why won't anyone stop it? There are nothing but complaints for this. Nobody is saying this is a good idea, but people keep on doing it all the time. So I read those and everyone just says, people have just switched over to using subtitles all the time. And I don't think that's an acceptable solution. I think that it's really interesting that this wasn't a problem previously and they've created a problem through it. And then I have no, no real interest in, in fixing it. <laughs> and now the subtitles are even just like, well, if everyone's already using subtitles, mm -hmm. let's not break it apart. So like people it, can see the subtitles they see. It's weird. Cause it, I feel like they used to be a common where like, if you were watching something with that had some foreign language spoken, yeah. they would show subtitles of what the foreign language is, but you didn't have to have all subtitles on in order to see it. Yeah. I, I really like, this is the first time I'm running into this and thinking like, what the hell it's not that i'm like missing a track which has happened mm -hmm. to me in the past that makes sense right like i didn't get the right, right track but in this one it's just like not available why why wouldn't you though why mm -hmm. wouldn't you just separate them out and be able to pick and choose what you want to see i re i really think that it's detrimental to comedies especially but anything with a surprise at the end of a sentence is no longer a surprise yeah. at the end of the sentence you've already seen it mm -hmm. so like I don't know. Fuck me. And it like, it I agreed. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> I Whew, like it, argument man. over. <laughs> Damn. I, I, uh, I wrecked myself with that one. Um, anyways, I hope it changes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you've run into the same thing, but it bugs me. I, yeah, I've, I've sort of, I not resigned, but I, I, we do kind of watch stuff with subtitles on just kind of out of habit because like there have been times where it's like, what did that person say? And we'll like rewind it and then turn subtitles on. So mm -hmm. now we just kind of have them on. Cause I, you know, you're right. Like, like sound design and stuff, it feels like is either intentionally bad or is just bad now. And yeah. so it like requires you to watch some stuff with subtitles. Cause you're like, what the fuck did that person say? And like, you just like, Sometimes, like, you'll watch it three times, and you're like, I still didn't get it. Let's just turn on subtitles. So, I It's weird that I've run into multiple articles on it, and everyone just kind of says, you know, like, nothing we can do about it. And some people mention, like, a certain streaming service will not offer that mm -hmm. option, stuff like that. So it's not really up to the sound designers, sound editors. Here's like what they, you should do. Maybe mix, but. Here's what you should do. Start a change.org petition to have it changed <laughs> and we'll get a thousand signatures. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we should get universal health care before I can understand what shitty movies mm. are saying. <laughs> they'll 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 reintroduce subtitles for certain words before they reintroduce universal health care. So True. pick your battles. Pick your battles. Yeah, yeah I'll pick this one. I'll yeah. pick the subtitle. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. The important yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. All right, Andrew, what have you seen? Uh, so after the writers and actors strike, some TV shows have been slowly trickling back in and uh, both dead, uh, not dead yet. Cool. Oh. Not dead yet and Abbott Elementary both came back last week mm. and I watched both season premieres and enjoyed both quite a bit. If um, 
people who aren't familiar, Abbott Elementary is about an elementary school in Philadelphia, and it's done in sort of the go office. Birds. Go birds. Um, sort of in like go, the office go. style mockumentary where like they do interviews to camera. There's also stuff that happens. Very funny show. Very good. And then Not Dead Yet is about <clears throat> a obituary writer who uh, gets visited by the ghosts of the people that she's writing obits about and kind of uses them to help write their stories and also kind of close out whatever um, last mission they have on earth so good uh, you know i like that show a lot i think it was kind of unsung a little bit last year but it's good enjoy it a lot nice yeah uh anyways guys let's talk about the movie we watched this week from 2008's role models Love take me down. Role models starring Paul Rudd, Sean William Scott, Christopher Mintz Plotz, Bobby J. Thompson, Elizabeth Banks, Jane Lynch, 80 Miles, David Wayne, Ken Marino. No, literally, oh, you got it all in there. Uh, guys, would you recommend people watch Role Models? Would you recommend dragging your roommate to the movie theater, kicking and screaming, Throwing a fit uh, to go see role models. Fuck you guys, and you better buy me a popcorn. <laughs> um, I this was an enjoyable rewatch. I don't think it's you know it's not in my uh, upper tier of David Wayne's films, but it's it's fun. It's kind of it's sort of raunchy, which is sort of refreshing even for the time. Uh, it has some it has one or two moments that I you know it's are a little mm-hmm. not great, but. Overall, I enjoyed it, um, and there's some like just like running jokes in it that I think are very funny that kind of yes. elevate it for me. Yes, so. yeah. Max, what about you? Yeah, there was a lot about it that I like. I totally forgot what this movie was you know, mm-hmm. when you were like mentioning. How it. could you? <laughs> but then when I started watching it, as soon as the Minotaur, <laughs> I think, showed up, I yeah. Went, oh yeah, this one. Um. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot of that casual homophobia yep. that sucks and was like <sighs> ever present back then. Yeah, um, I think I believe a Mr. Louis C.K. shows up for one scene to drop the f bomb. That's right. Great yeah. stuff. Great stuff. But yeah, like, apart from that, I think there's a lot of funny. There's stuff like there, progressive stuff too. Like stuff. they love boobs. Like that. I mean, that's yes. good. That's great. And talk about them and how to look at them surreptitiously. Progress, for sure. How about you, Andrew? How in a rewatch? What um, do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's funny and like I, Robert, I think in particular, you and I are going to agree on one joke that escalates throughout the movie. That's probably the funniest part of the movie. Um, there are jokes like the, yeah. Max, you were right to call, call it the casual homophobia of this movie. And, like, I I would say that, granted, the characters that are mostly homophobic are not characters that are meant to be emulated. Like, they are kind of, you know, it's Ken Marino's character, who's, like, the kind of dickhead stepdad. And yes. then, like, the, like, some bully kids at a school. And, you know, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, it's like, that makes sense. But it's, it's like, that. it's still not... It's not funny, and it's not good, and regardless of whether or not good characters are doing it, it still sucks to see, and it's, like, really, like, it's just, like, jeez. Like, 
2008 wasn't that long ago, but it, you know, sort of feels like a lifetime ago in terms of like that sort of thing. We're like that. Just but also realistic in the sense that like people were being that kind of homophobic and asshole. Yeah. At that point, so, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, it just still doesn't make it any easier to hear. And especially in a comedy where you're just like, Oh God, like this is supposed to be like a lighthearted romp. And here it is just like, you know, I wouldn't say it's not like, you know, it's not as often as like every third word, but it comes up enough where you're just like, geez, guys, yeah. let's get it out of your system. But I get it. You're straight. <laughs> <laughs> every, yeah, I get it. Not a gay character has graced the screen. I get you. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, I, mean, I Chris from his plots. I was, um, I was thinking about this, Robert. I was like, is this maybe David Wayne's weakest movie? And like, maybe I, I haven't seen Wanderlust in a while. And so I don't know how to rank that one, but like certainly amongst like what hot American summer and they came together. Um, I don't think it ranks up there with those. Yeah. Cause it also feels like it's like a lot of wet hot folks and there's, a, there's a lot of like, you know, the, the David Wayne regulars, but it feels like between that and American pie, it's got kind of splitting the difference a little bit where it's funny and goofy and nonsensical, but it's also being, raunchy mid 2000s mm-hmm. and it's not a perfect fit i think that some stuff is really funny yeah and yeah other stuff is sort of like yes this was a, of the time you're capturing that but it's still like a bummer in the watch you know what was you know what was i the weirdest thing for me and i don't know why this is because at the time it didn't put me off it kind of made me feel weird watching paul rudd be raunchy because he's kind of he's kind of like found this niche of like corny funny guy now that I think is a little closer to his like real personality that watching him be like you know say like fuck and like you know like oh the thing butt fucked this thing it's just like it it was like I was like oh Paul like you I'm not used to you talking like that anymore it just it was like it was kind of weird to see this like also last vestige of like Paul Rudd not playing basically Paul Rudd in a movie. You know, I did notice that I thought was very funny. I don't know if this is exactly, I don't know if this is pre or post Tim and Eric appearance. Uh, there's the Tim and Eric sketch where he goes into this like Cerebra room and he types on yeah. a computer and he's pulling up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, algorithms of himself dancing. And when he goes in front of the tow truck driver, who's trying to take away their Minotaur truck, mm-hmm. he does like, the like Tane kind of like yeah. dance, like Carlton a little bit, but like he does like the Tane kind of Tim and Eric dance. And I was like, wow, this is very funny. I wonder if this is like uh, something he's got in his pocket to bust out for a funny dance or I this will, is post Tim yeah. and Eric. And I'll look up when he was that. on Tim and Eric. He also, you know, if he, if you're going to call out that sketch, he also has a bit of a uh, nude Tane reaction look whenever he gets, he hears something he doesn't want to hear in the movie. He has that kind of like, ugh, like sour, you know, like face that he does. I, I got to say, Jane Lynch steals all of her scenes. Whenever she's in a scene, <laughs> yeah, she is she's, very funny. And she's like, don't bill, bullshit a bullshitter. That, she's doing a lot of like, you're not getting one over one. on me. And they're like, we're not even trying to do that. <laughs> like, as soon as soon as I saw the uh, Minotaur, I think is when I realized, oh, yeah, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know also, maybe one of the best is. things in the movie it's the video of her hanging out. Oh my God. Sturdy wings. And it's like the kids like dancing on the, the play structure. And then she from behind the TV in the same, you know, <laughs> comes out. That scene is so, and like that, the entirety of that, like that whole video is just so well made. It, it looks exactly like a corny, you know, like type of like video that is like the part where she's like 
reflecting on her own life. She goes into the She's pond into and like a pond. Yeah, and, and just swipes like it away nodding. and just like it's yeah, yeah it, that it was odd, um, so well Andrew, made. When you were talking when you were talking about the unsettlingness uh, of uh, of Paul Rudd, I was actually thinking you were going to mention just when Jane Lynch is is pushing the uh, hot dog out of the bun uh-huh. <laughs> and getting the hot dog pushed back in. That still, I feel so uncomfortable watching that. It's, it's, it's a little. It's just like an absurd thing for someone to do, but I, I mean, spoiler alert for the VR ending, but I love that um, Ken Marino is kind of like into it, like hell yeah, and is like pushing it, and she's like, that's, yeah, you like yeah, that? Yeah, that's and the part. Kinda... Uh-uh, uh-uh. They keep going back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, great way to end it. Um, and we've, I mean, you referenced it with the the song for the movie. Yeah, but there's a great running joke which starts with 80 miles. Saying like, I've been with Sturdy Wings so long, like Paul McCartney is jealous or something. And yeah, he's like, that's a little Wings reference, and he's like, "Love, take me down to the streets." And they're like, "That's not a that's not a Wings wing song." song. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, "Sure it is, sure it is." Yeah, he's and like, then, "No, I think it's I, I'm pretty sure it's one of their bigger hits." <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, and then it's a great cut to the camping trip where it's like, "Hey, we're gonna have really fun on this camping trip," and then it's David Wayne, the director, being like, "Kumbaya," and like not able to figure out the guitar. 80 miles later comes up. Hey, do you only wings? Sure I do. Immediately perfectly plays yep. Love Take Me Down to the Streets. <laughs> he kind of turns back to Paul Rudd like, hey, yeah, this is a wings <laughs> song. And then if you stay around till the credits, you get Love Takes Me Down to the Streets and it's a really, really great sound alike it, of Paul McCartney. It's <laughs> uncanny how well they crafted a fake wing song. So much so... That when we were, so we saw this movie together in theaters, uh, you know, we lived with our roommate, Steve. Infamously. And so the second time we watched this was at our friend Ben's house. We all got it. We got on DVD and watched it at his house. And at that point, I don't think any of us were aware that this was a, a, a joke version of a wing song. I think like at the end, because at the end of it, you just hear like, that does sound like wings. And so like when we were watching it at Ben's house, we're all like this, it, I guess it is a real wing song. And it took like a while to find out that they had, as a crew, Robert Yoke over there, um, they had crafted the perfect sound alike of a wing song. Like it, the the track I played at the beginning of this of this review is that song. And if you played that for people and just said like, yeah, this is Paul McCartney and Wings, I don't think a single person other than someone who's familiar with the movie would be like, no, it's not. Yeah. And- like- Jack so, White, who can detect a Beatles song within one second of it being played, yeah, could probably figure it out. Do you have it still? Do you have it still loaded up? Could you play like one more second of it? Sure. Hang on. Let me. I did I close. Would, I would love it because it's it's good. It I is. Mean, regardless of what it is, it's really. Yeah, I mean, like I, the the lengths at which they went to for this joke is like again. It's you really know, stupid, and it has like three. It truly has three beats. It's him referencing it and saying, "No, it is a song." Then he talks to someone else who says, "Yes, it is a song." And I even know how to play it. It's right. a wonder wall. It's yeah. that level of song, <laughs> right. right? And then if you actually stick around to the credits, it's like, oh, by the way, like it's a good trick too to be like, "Wait, was is that is that actually a song?" Like, <laughs> and there's no like, there's no bit of like irony to it. Like they don't make fun of Paul McCartney in the song. Like it is just there and created to make you believe that they, that this is a real wing song. Here's a little bit more of it. Wear a pair of lonely ones can always be 
<laughs> Here, I'll... It's... <laughs> you can tell a little bit that it's not Paul, but it's, it's such a good sound alike. It's just like, it's, it is, and like truly this was so much work for, what, three minutes of it's, it's of the movie? It's such a... Yeah. Um, except you're talking about it here. Except we're talking about later. it, and it's like, for me, like that, I, I think like to me that is the legacy of the movie almost, is like that is... um, You okay over there, Robert? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Uh, you, you, whatever your microphone just got disconnected. Now it sounds like you're coming through. Your something com- is happening. There you go. There. You're back. You're back. Your microphone disappeared, and it sounded like we were you were coming through your computer's microphone. It sounded like he was doing what through his computer's microphone. Coming. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think he can hear us anymore. My Mac is oh, Max in the was, wires. I'm turning down my I keep like turning you guys up in my microphone and it's literally like I'm like pushing the sound the volume bar and it's like going back down to zero. What Weird. the fuck? Weird. It's Paul McCartney. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> drop out and rejoin. Sounds good. Um yeah. That's yeah. What I'm gonna do. See you soon. Okay. Uh Max, is there anything about the movie you wanna shout out that you really enjoyed? Um it's interesting seeing McLovin again. Yeah. Like, uh, seemed like he had a cr- career trajectory that, yep. uh, uh, kind of shot way down right after, right after <laughs> yeah, this. Like he, he was in a lot of things and some things that I don't think he necessarily needed to be in. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting going back. I think he does a good job as Ollie in, in this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of threw me off. Uh, weird, yeah. the The combo of Paul Rudd and Stifler as mm-hmm. the main characters is also one that is kind of a little bit unexpected. Yeah, and like it is, it it almost feels like, in a weird way, like the energy of Stifler is kind of infecting both of them. So like it's it's Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott both acting as Stifler. Mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. it's it's a little it's a little weird and again kind of off-putting to watch paul rudd be like that and also like knowing how paul rudd kind of plays his characters now and you know how he kind of is in general that like the idea that you know the the, the point where like augie's like hey do you want to come and see my pet turtle and he's like no it's just like ah that hurts <laughs> like it was like i felt bad for augie in that moment so bad and it's just like it's weird to watch paul rudd be that the other side of that. And when he, uh, I hope you guys can hear me now. Um, yeah. When he d- defends him rightfully, he killed the king. Yeah. And then the king was like, no, you didn't actually. And I killed you. And he defends him, but he ends up getting them both kicked out. And he rightly says like, hey, I know you're just doing this because you have to, but I actually care about this shit. Like, fuck you for like fucking it up for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's real. Like, yeah. I know it's corny, but like, his art was in the right place, but he really screwed it up for him as far as like, that's the thing that he, he was, he even said earlier, he's like, I don't have to be myself. I'm a fucking loser in real life. So I like to do this thing so I can be someone. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We were sort of talking about while you were gone that like McLovin's career trajectory sort of nosedived after this. Have you seen Bobby J in anything after this? Like, I know he really, I, he made like a real splash as in human giant. But then, like, 
I don't think I've seen him in anything since this. Yeah, what, I didn't look it up, and it, I wondered that myself. Wasn't Kick-Ass um, after this? Well, that that's Chris, Chris Ferman's plots was in Kick-Ass, but oh, like... We're talking about Bobby J. Bobby the, J. The Bobby J, oh, the, that, other, the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wondering, was I was like, am I going to look him up? And he's like, in, you know, been on, you know, four seasons of a show I've never heard and of. He's like fucking ripped and hot now. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't looked him up. I have no idea whether he went anywhere with that. So, yeah, it was just it, like, I think like one, I, I think like sort of the, uh, I don't want to call it like the novelty, but like, you know, the kind of foul mouth 10 year old kid thing kind of, I don't want to say it had a shelf life. Cause I think he's, he's really funny. Like he delivers his lines really well. He's got a lot of like um, comedic talent, but I just I wonder if that kind of meant that like his career just sort of never really Maybe. picked up after that. I mean, I, I do love him and uh, and um, Sean William Scott's character's connection. Like he starts to talk about uh, kiss, yeah, and then he teaches him about how to look at boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the connection is very funny. It's it's just funny because like. It's not like David Wayne's movies don't have raunchy stuff, but it's funny to have a like raunchy, not a teen comedy, but like a raunchy comedy from him. And I'm not clutching my pearls about those kinds of films, but it was like funny to see Wayne's influence on that type of movie. Yeah. I I enjoyed that. Yeah. Looks like he primarily doesn't do a lot of acting anymore, but he has been in uh, two Christmas movies in the last three years. So. I know it's so weird, <laughs> but he he does have five projects upcoming, so we'll see if um, any of these turn out. But so in Roll a models rich, two through six, yeah, in a rich Christmas he plays Big White Mike. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. So yeah, it's it. I yeah. I mean he's a he's second lead on uh, Miracles Across 125th Street. So this TV movie. I, I did want to mention the line that, um, oh God, I'm going to forget it now. The, I always misquote the line um, that he has, or uh, Joe Latrulio has when they pull up at the end. They kind of save the day and show up mm-hmm. as their own country so they can participate. Yeah. And I thought it was always like, doth mine eyes deceive me? But it's, I can't believe my eyes. A minotaur? A minotaur? And it's the it's the energy drink truck yeah. showing up, which is yeah. super super funny. I mean, I think like they're all dressed as kiss characters. I, you know, I I don't I would guess that a LARP aficionado would say that the scenes of you know depicting LARP are not good enough, but I think they're fun in this movie. Like it's it's you know I think it's it, it's it's it, they're equally making fun of it, but also making it seem fun, fun. sort of inclusive. It like, seems fun. Like I I actually love. I mean, spoiler for the end, but like I love when what's her name Gwendolyn or what's the who's the it, she's got an elfy sort of name but it's oh. like the girl that Christopher Mintz plots is after yes yeah, and yeah. she comes up basically at the end and he's like he's killed Ken, Ken Jong. he's killed the king and then she like attacks him and just kills him and she's like eh, I just wanted to fucking do that and then she's like I'm the queen now and it was like everyone was still stoked about it no one was like upset I love that even like um Oh God, Esplin. Esplin was her name. Esplin. Who's the who's like the king's enforcer? Oh, uh, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, and like he kills him, and he's like, he's like, hey, you got me, dude, you got me, and then he's like, yeah, and he's like, hey, this is pretty fun, right? He's like, yeah, he's come over next weekend. Like he's not, even though he's the on the king's side, he's a an asshole. He's like, 
hey, we do the dumb shit because it's uh, fun to do and hang yeah, out. Like, yeah. I, I, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, again, yeah, I think you're you're right. Like, there's equally kind of making fun of it, but also kind of showing, sure. you know, showing it as, like, this thing. And, you know, the, the, the climax of the movie takes place at a LARPing event, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I think it looks like... I don't know. It just looks fun as hell. And like I did that as a kid, sort of like a smaller version of it in like our friends' backyards. But like, I don't know. I think like this is maybe the first commercially big, you know, not, this wasn't like a huge movie, but like pretty big movie to like show LARPing in like that type of event instead of like just a thumb your nose down at this dorky event. Like it kind of showed this thing and it looked fun. Like I, I could imagine some people being like, that looks cool. I might do that in the park or something. I, I bet it just spawned a whole bunch of pe- people going out to their local park and, and doing it after they saw role models. They were like, <laughs> this, that's what I want to do. Well, I mean, like, you know, it happens a lot. At, I don't know if it still happens a lot at Marymore, but like a local park here, like that used to be a thing that would happen on weekends with people do like large LARPing events. And so I, I wonder if that was like a boon at all for that community. If like people were like, oh, I want to try that out. And like it suddenly they got like a bunch of new members. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on this movie before we head out? No, I think, you know, there's a little, a few things that won't age well for some folks, but I think it's pretty tame compared to a lot of movies we've watched that have some, you know, glaring, you know, uh, yeah. uh, thing from a different generation as opposed to like, this isn't, this isn't that bad for 2008. There's some like, you know, like some sexy raunchy stuff that's kind of like, oh, but it's not crazy. Yeah. Uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, and, and I'll go to my death defending, defending that. <laughs> but um, no, it was a fun rewatch. Um, and David Wayne, just he's a, he's just great. He makes really great comedies. Made, yeah. I mean, Wet Hot is one of my favorite comedies of all time. And and I love they came together. And uh, I, I think this is not his, again, not his best, but I think it's enjoyable and yeah. uh, a, a fun one. Yeah. Max? Yeah, I would say that among the like collection of problematic movies from this time it's one of the better ones Mm -hmm. i think it's it's pretty enjoyable yeah yeah i agree well thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next time Bye -bye. bye